of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Betting podcast. We've got, uh, well, at the moment, we've got seven matches on. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Fantastic. Thank you, Peter. I am what they call pony this morning. I'm a making a lot of noise down at Central Bank last night as my beloved Lincoln City ran out 2-0 victors against former Premier League side Derby. <laughs> how, uh, how were things at London Road though, last night? It's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much worse than this. We, we, the, well, honestly, we were poor. We were really poor last night. Who were you playing? Uh, Fleetwood. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 the giants of uh, League One football. <coughs> Mind you, though, uh, looking at Fleetwood's record, they, including last night, they've won two, drawn five, lost one. So very resilient, and that's what they played like in truth. Okay, was it the usual time wasting rolling yeah. around? Yeah, oh. yes. But uh, you know, you know, you should be if you, you need to be able to beat teams like this. And I'm, I, I think we're in for a bit of a rocky road. To be quite honest, I'm not sure. We're, I, I was really confident at the start saying I thought, uh, you know, not a bad bet to actually win the league, but I'd be very was, uh, well. They'll be doing well to make the playoffs. What's Darren Ferguson? Oh, crikey, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We'd be back then. Wouldn't that be the fifth I, time? I could, it, no, it, it would be the fourth, wouldn't it? I, I can't see him coming back, though. <laughs> if in doubt, break glass, press the Darren Ferguson alarm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. But this, 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 this week, I can make a case for making a bet in nearly every single Premier League game. And I'm not sure I've ever said that before. I think there's some real value out there. Yeah, it's a, I, I still think it's a it's a fairly a fairly tough one for me myself. But yeah, I'd agree with you. There is there is, there is some yeah, there's some games that show quite a bit, I would say. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, okay. Um starting off with uh, Saturday Aston. Oh no, this is Friday night, isn't it? Why have we got two games on Friday night? I don't know. It, it, and and this, these games were ha- happening anyway. Is it to do with the um, international break? Could be. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the reason, isn't it? Anyway, Friday night, Villa, Southampton. Recent head-to-heads, Villa have won one, Southampton have won three. Uh, the game is minus quarter of a goal. It's moved, Peter. It's Has minus it? a half now. Oh, crikey. Mm. I need to. I, really, I, I, see. This is again poor prep, which I apologise to the uh, <laughs> to the listeners for. But yes, yeah, so I didn't realise that. Let me just get this. Up Only then. just moved. Only sort of like maybe twenty minutes ago or so. Yeah. Right. Anyway, the stats are off minus a quarter. I'll do the stats off minus a quarter. When minus a quarter, Villa's records reads one five drawn, one lost four. They're coming off a one old draw at home to Man City. Good, decent draw that really. Southampton uh, won plus a quarter, one naught, drawn four, lost six, coming off a one nil defeat away at Wolves. Villa won just one of their last ten. Southampton won one of their last ten away. So both sides are in fairly dodgy form. Minus, uh, I think, see if I've got minus a half a goal. No, I've got minus a quarter of a goal, uh, 526 matches, 220 home wins, 159 half losses, 147 losses. My rating suggesting that a qu- minus a quarter, the value was with Villa. Don't see any line is minus a half, though. I would fancy the home side. The the line minus a quarter when it opened immediately turned me off because I, I can't really trust Villa at the moment. 
I think there's a lot of questions still to be answered under Steven Gerrard. And if I'm back in Southampton away from home, I need half a goal. You know, else I'm not interested unless it's maybe against a, a truly poor Premier League side. And although I have questions over Villa, I don't think they're a, a truly dreadful side. Is Gerrard on the hot seat? I don't know. I think we need to know whether he is or not as to how big of a reaction that we're going to get off these Villa players. This is a, a game now where Villa are strong favourites and I lean towards Southampton. But then when I look at the, you know, when I look at Southampton's record under Ralph Hasenhutl, away to mid-third finishing sides, they lose 48% of those games. So, crikey, all of a sudden... I think Southampton's a good bet because it's moved to half a goal. When you dig in a little bit deeper into their performance in this spot, they win only half of... Well, they avoid defeat in only half of those games. And although Southampton have won four of the last six meetings of the sides, this fixture, they got hammered 4-0 last season at Villa Park. Even though the lines moved to Southampton, I thought I'd be really interested in backing Southampton here. I do think there's a bit of value with the away side. But it's a bet I just can't pull the trigger on because they are a very untrustworthy side. And I do think at some point soon you will get a performance out of Villa. So, yeah, a big lead to Southampton, Pete, but I've got to stay away. Well, yeah, yeah, you see why. I mean, like I said, I thought there was value with Villa, you know, with the minus a quarter. So, you can see we're, we're, yeah, it's typical Aston Villa, isn't it? And indeed, typical Southampton. Yeah, a, a team that... The, the, the two teams that if you lose money on them, you are really annoyed for trusting them. Yes, yes. Uh, next up, we've got um, Forrest uh, versus Fulham. This game's off scratch. Uh, Forrest are coming off a, a well, 3 2 defeats uh, at home to Bournemouth. Bournemouth did well there. Fulham uh, away when they're off scratch. 1 0 drawn to Lost Nort, coming from 2 1 defeat away at Spurs. Fulham not 1 in 8 away games now. Um, Zero uh, off scratch handicap, 206 matches, 63 home wins, 70 uh, draws, 73 away wins. There's a lean towards the away side doing that trend. And indeed, I think the value is with the uh, away side. However, I think it's it's just a tough one to call. Forrest will be keen to, 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 to you know, make amend that 3-2 defeat at home to Bournemouth. They certainly will, Pete. I'm not sure what we've had in our cocoa pops this morning, but we're on the opposite side of the fence again, which is yeah. very rare here. The historical trends are very strong here in this spot. You should not be back in Fulham. When newly promoted teams meet each other, the home side win 52% of games over the last few seasons. Now, Given the way both teams have started their campaigns, that would give you pause for concern because... In your mind, all we hear is positive things about Fulham, about how they play, about you know their record, their performances. Well, let's be honest, six games into the season, only four points ahead of Forest, and Forest did have a, a good start to that game against Bournemouth before ending up losing. When the teams met only four months ago in West London, Steve Cooper's men won the game 1-0. Despite all of this love for Fulham and this perceived negativity surrounding Forest, there's only four points between them. I think there's some decent value here for Forest, Pete, to be honest. 
I think this is one of those games where the city ground will be quite an intimidating venue. As I know from last night, Lincoln hosted Derby. We were, you know, a lot of us went into that game with negative thoughts, but the lights, the atmosphere, there'll be a minute silence for the Queen. As daft as that sounds, all these sorts of intangibles really help create an atmosphere. I think the city ground will be bouncing, Pete. I lean towards Forest now. I'm not sure I can trust them, but if you are a long-term trend better, then you really do have to look at taking Forest off scratch here. Wolves versus Man City next. I'm going to make sure I've got the line right here. Plus one and a half. <laughs> uh, recent head-to-heads, Wolves have won one. There's been one draw. City have won two. Wolves have never been plus one and a half goals at home uh, in the uh, Premiership. They're coming off a 1-0 victory at home to Southampton. Man City, when they're minus one and a half away, one seven drawn, three lost naught. Five of the seven victories were by two or more goals. Come for one old draw away at Villa. City unbeaten in 21 away. That's incredible. That really is incredible. Uh, plus one and a half goals, 72 matches, 36 home wins, 36 away wins. I don't see any value in the line, which I'm a little bit surprised about. Why? Because you thought you'd be siding with Wolves? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One. Well, after winning just one of the team's first four meetings, City have finally seemed to crack the code against Wolves. They've won each of the last four matchups. They won this fixture 5-1 last season. In the last four games against Wolves, they've scored 13 times. My concern here is, if you're looking to back Wolves, can they score? And that is effectively the answer that you need to find because if you can't find a positive answer to that and the answer is no, then, you know, it's City all the way. I mean, when Wolves troubled Man City, historically, they had Nuno in the dugout. But more importantly, they had Triore up front. A real physical pace and presence on the break that could really sort of press City back and give them problems. They don't have that anymore. So, this is another one, Pete. I tell you, I'm tempted with Man City minus one and a half. We have those sort of questions about, you know, the international break and things <coughs> moving forward. But uh, it's definitely City or pass for me, that one. Right. Next up, uh, Newcastle, Bournemouth. <coughs> Recent head-to-heads, Newcastle 1-2, Bournemouth 1-2. Uh, the line is minus one and a quarter. Um Newcastle, they've never been minus one and a quarter in the Premier League. Come off a nil-nil draw at home to Palace. Bournemouth, when they're plus one and a quarter, 1-1 one, one draw, naught, lost two. One of the two were by two or more goals, come off a 3-2 victory away at Forest. Newcastle, they've just lost one of their last 13 home matches in some good, reasonably good form at the moment. Minus one and a quarter goals, 76 matches, 36 times the home side have covered it. They had 19 half losses and 21 losses. Uh, my rating suggests some good value with the away side here, and 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 I I think that's going to be one of my selections. I thought you would, Pete. I thought you'd be taking the cherries here. Um, I'm struggling to find reasons to disagree with you. Newcastle minus one and a quarter goal favourites. The highest they've finished in the last five seasons is tenth. That was five seasons ago. Last season, they finished 11th. Eddie Howe has got them playing excellently. They're currently 11th in the table. They entertain a newly promoted Bournemouth, who are 13th in the table, level on points. Where's this minus one and a quarter 
goal line come from. To my mind, this should be minus three quarters of a goal. Since Eddie Howe took over Newcastle's record at home, won nine, drawn six, lost two. So they've lost two of 17 at home under Eddie Howe. Do you know who those two defeats were against, Pete? And no. Liverpool and Man City. Wow. So I can see why the bookmakers do really favour Newcastle here if they're only going to lose to those two teams. But they've drawn six. So they're not, it's not like a complete freight train at home. Newcastle have won three of the last six meetings of the sides in recent seasons, but that those meetings were, in Ed, when, uh, were when Eddie Howe was in the other dugout. I don't know where this goal match line of minus one and a quarter has come from. Maybe I could make a case, given their strong form, that it could be minus one. But this is another one of those games, Pete, where I'm really tempted to make a bet. And it's with the away side. I'm not sure. I'll I'll probably wait until sort of game day before I decide whether I back Bournemouth. But I tell you what, you're a madman if you back Newcastle here. Right, next one, uh, Spurs Leicester. And this is a typical uh, game here. That that's you know, well, it's minus, the line has moved then minus one and a quarter. <laughs> yeah, you see, I I got it minus one. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll go off the minus one. Um, Spurs, uh, uh, Leicester, recently says Spurs have well won four, there's been one draw, Leicester won two. When minus one, Spurs record reads one seven, draw, not lost three. Four of the seven by two or more goals come up for two one. Uh, victory at home to Fulham. Leicester, one not, drawn two, lost eight. Six of the eight losses were by two or more goals, gone for five two defeat away at Brighton. Spurs, they've won their last six home matches, so in some reasonably good home form. Obviously, they lost last night away at Sporting in the in the European Cup. Leicester lost their last five. Minus one handicap, uh, 253 matches, 96 home wins, 66 push, 91 away wins. My rating's suggesting slight value, Leicester. But this is the type of game, minus one, you know, where Spurs are going to win by one goal. You can't see Leicester getting anything from this game. Other than a loss, I mean, you could, you know, you've got a, a, a certain cover there with the the half loss. Uh, should 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 Spurs just win by one goal? But I can see Spurs winning this by one goal. I can see them winning it by a few more, Pete. I mean, I'm looking at this game and I've done the stats on it, but there are some games that you can handicap to death. You can look back at historical head to heads between sides. You can look at how they do in certain situations against teams <laughs> of sort of similar quality back through the years. Or you can just look at the optics and believe what your eyes are telling you. Spurs are good. Leicester are dreadful. And the home side are on an upward trajectory. Leicester sit bottom of the table. They've conceded 16 goals in their opening six games. Having watched Spurs a few times this season, I know they lost last night. I don't see anything from this Leicester team that makes me think that they can contain Harry Kane, Son, all of Spurs' attacking players. I think a heavy defeat here could signal the end of Brendan Rodgers' tenure in Leicester. And I think it might happen, Pete. I'm more than happy at 1.80 to take Spurs minus one. I know the goal line shifted to minus one and a quarter the prevailing market line. I would probably just want that extra bit of cover of having my stakes returned if Spurs only win by one goal. But I could see this turning into a bit of a bloodbath, actually, for Leicester. 
Um, a team that we've done very well on, haven't we, Pete, over yeah. the years, yeah. Leicester? But I genuinely don't know where they're going. Well, probably the Championship. Brentford Arsenal next. Uh, Brentford won this uh, fixture 2 0 last uh, season. It was the opening uh, game of the, of the season. Uh, when plus half a goal, Brentford's record reads 1 2, draw 1, lost 1. Pretty good record there. Coming off a 5 2 victory at home to Leeds. Arsenal, when they're minus half goal, 1 4, drawn 2, lost 4. Coming off a 3 1 defeat away at Manchester United. Three or more goals have been seen in Arsenal's last five, uh, plus half a goal, 110 matches, 58 home wins, 52 away wins. Small value Brentford, I think. Uh, I'm not going to get too excited about this one. I, I think it's going to be a good game, though, that's for sure. <laughs> Is that small value on the half a goal line? Uh, yes. It's now three quarters, Peter. Ooh, crikey. <laughs> that... that... <laughs> um... This is a huge test for Arsenal after losing last time out in Manchester. How do they bounce back? They need to show that inner strength, that mental resolve that for many years has let them down. They're also now, you know, as we see, the, the lines move from half a goal to minus three quarters of a goal. There is this perception that they are past those problems. So they need to prove it and they need to go there and win in West London and relatively convincingly. Now, the thing that <clears throat> sort of concerns me a little bit for Arsenal is Brentford's record since they came into the Premier League. They've won nine, drawn four, lost nine. Their losses have come against all manners of opponents. Last season, they lost to Norwich and also Man City at home. There's, there's no real trends to speak of for the home team is to say, well, in this sort of situation, they'll put a good performance in this spot they'll put a bad performance in. It's a bit statagun, what we see from Brentford. So now you're getting an extra quarter of a goal on the home side. This is another game I'm tempted to make a little wager in. I probably won't, but on this line, Pete, now it's moved yeah. to minus three yeah. quarters. It's, it's very who, tempting. Yeah. Who do you trust more? Arsenal to bounce back? and put in a really strong performance away from home and, show, um, you know, get rid of the ghosts of the past or the home side to keep it really tight. Well, yeah, and the home side have been playing very well, haven't they? Yeah. You know, look at that victory against Manchester United. Look at the last victory yeah. against Leeds, you know. It's a big test for Arsenal. Do you think they'll pass it? Do you think they'll squeak a victory? Maybe just. Maybe just. They've improved, but this is, this is a tough game, isn't it? This is a really tough game mm. now. It is, and then they had that trip to Zurich, didn't they? And that was another game that they could have slipped up in. Yeah. Uh, and they managed to squeak a victory in that one, in the Europa League or whatever they're playing in. And we could see a similar result here, just a, a, got a win by one goal. So on this three-quarter line, I think the value is clearly with the home side. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Everton-West Ham next. Uh, recent head-to-heads. Well, all over the place. Everton have won three, West Ham won four. Off scratch, Everton's record reads 1-1, drawn four, lost three, come off a nil-nil, draw at home to Liverpool. Pretty good result, really, although you have to question Liverpool's form, recent form. Uh, West Ham uh, away, when scratch, won four, drawn four, lost two, come off a 2-1 defeat away at Chelsea. Uh, Everton drawn their last four matches, scratch, 206 matches, 63 home wins, 70 pushes, 73 away wins. A racing suggesting value West Ham. It it, it it looks a reasonable bet that does. 
Yeah, I mean, there's line open minus a quarter, but money's come from the home side. And I've just one question on that. Whose money? Who has been backing Everton here plus a quarter of a goal to take it down to scratch? Now, admittedly, we've said for a long time, or I have since Lampard took over, that Everton would be good at home and poor away. Um, but West Ham are a really solid side. Only one of the last 10 Premier League meetings of the sides has ended all square. Everton have won four, West Ham have won five. At Goodison Park, the Hammers have won three of their last five meetings, with each of the last two trips ending in 1-0 away win for David Moyes' men. The fervour and the let's say anger towards Moyes when he makes, made his first return... That's died down now. I think David Moyes, I think this will probably be about his fourth or fifth trip back to Goodison Park. So that sort of atmosphere, that anti-Moyes atmosphere won't be there. And I'm going to make some big assumptions ahead of this game, Pete. Over the last five seasons, when bottom six finishing sides, and that's how I'm going to classify Everton, take on mid-third finishing sides, and that's how I'm going to sort of quantify West Ham, the away side win 50% of games with 27% of games ending all square and only 23% of games ending in a home win, you have to say that now this line's moved to scratch. There's quite a lot of value with West Ham. Can I pull the trigger? I don't know. I'm just wondering if I'm brave enough just to take West Ham on the outright. I'm just having a quick look now. West Ham, crikey, again. Poor prep, Pete. You're not the only (laughs) one. Poor prep for me. West Ham. 2.62 2.62 on the exchanges. Tempting, mate. It's tempting. I think I'll probably wait until Sunday before I decide. But crikey, let's try and narrow this card down, Pete, because I've got like dozens of yeah. possible bets written down here. I, I, I'm going to go with Bournemouth plus one and a quarter, and I'm going to go with West Ham off scratch. I just think that, you know, adding to this West Ham thing, like, like you say, they're, they're they're a good side now, aren't they? And and Everton have been poor. This is, you know, this represents, I think, uh, a good opportunity. And I sort of do agree with you. You know, it's worth looking at them. You know, it's uh, it, I, you know to win the game outright. It's very similar to when they played Aston Villa the other week. I think. Yeah. So when when you're looking at the when you look at West Ham's performances this season. They lost to Man City. They lost to Forest. Forest's first game back in the Premier League, the City ground. Not going to sort of take that, you know, count them down too much for that. They lost home to Brighton, which I don't think is a good result, despite Potter's improvements, etc. They then beat Villa. They drew with Spurs and they lost to Chelsea. Bar that Brighton defeat, that's not a bad start, really, is it? No. No, it and is. People look at the league table and they see... I can't get my league table up now. Oh, can't okay, okay. Two sets, two sets. And they see that West Ham are residing down in 18th. The level on points with Everton. If West Ham had picked up an extra win, say if they'd beaten Brighton and they'd been mid-table, yeah... They'd be, what, 2.3 for this game, maybe 2.2? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think I do think Everton are a poor side as well. 
You but know. I don't know where the goals are going to come from for Everton. They've got four in six games. I mean, they've only conceded six fair play to them. But Pickford's injured now. They've got signed an emergency loan keeper, haven't they? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just think they're really bad. And as we said a few weeks ago, Everton and Leicester, two really big-named, well-established Premier League teams, one of which was only champions seven years ago, are in real danger of being relegated. Everton might be welcoming in that new stadium in the Championship. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take though. I'm gonna take Spurs minus one at four to five, one point eight zero. Um, I just want that extra cover of that quarter goal. Just makes me a little bit uneasy. But yeah, I'm gonna take Spurs, Pete. Have you got any more selections? No, that's it. Just Bournemouth just, and West Ham. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, I think you're you're quite right with that Spurs one. I, I I you just you just can't see Leicester not not losing, can you? It's the fact that they've conceded sixteen times, Pete. <coughs> and the funny thing is, you know, Bournemouth have conceded eighteen, but they've they've been absolutely hammered by the better teams. And then they've sort of uh, kept clean sheets or kept it really tight against other teams. Leicester got beat 1-0 by Manchester United. In every other game, they've conceded at least twice. Yeah, yeah. You know, they conceded twice to Brentford, twice to Southampton, five times to Brighton. It's not even like the really top sides are putting loads of goals past them. Yeah, Spurs all day, mate, for me. Right then, we shall be um, we shall be back. Well, it's two weeks, isn't it? Two weeks now. We've got an international break next week, so obviously these games we don't know whether we still don't know really whether these games are going to take place. You know, with with the policing issues and whatever. But we shall find out. You know, shortly we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. But don't forget the free service. Uh, you've got uh, the trade on sports ratings, the NFL ratings as well. You've got Jimmy's uh, selections, and you've got Matt's uh, American football. NCAA and NFL, so plenty oh, to get your teeth into. Pete, I missed out on um, Matt's NFL selections last week when he tipped up the Giants to win outright. I looked yes. at it and I thought, oh, yeah, I must put that on later. <laughs> and then I was dancing around at the end of the evening when the, the Giants won late, and then, ah, I forgot to put that bet on. <laughs> Never mind. So, yes, yeah, some really good selections coming out across the board at the moment and loads of free content on the focused on uk. i've got a preview of the madrid derby that i'll be oh. sending over to pete later for him to proofread and then put on the site and uh, lots of other stuff as well excellent right we shall be back uh, in a couple of weeks time and uh, good luck for the weekend everybody best of luck everybody